Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app at Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Hey, good morning. I'm Karen Moscow, along with Tom Keen and Michael McKee. And the opening bell brought to you by SEI. Imagine when asset management servicing is unconstrained by infrastructure. See how SEI's global operating platform can be your catalyst for business expansion at SEIC.com slash imagine. And stocks are lower at the open. The S&P 500 is down two-tenths percent or four points to 2042. Dow Jones Industrial Average down two-tenths percent or 31 points to 17,498. And the Nasdaq's down down two tenths percent or nine points to forty seven oh six. Ten year treasury down six thirty seconds. The yield one point seven nine percent. Yield on the two year point eight five percent. Nymex crude oil up about a tenth of a percent or three cents to forty eight thirty four a barrel. Comex gold down half percent or six dollars forty cents to twelve seventy sixty an ounce. The euro a dollar twelve seventy five. The yen one oh nine point five four. And Tom and Mike. Karen, uh, thanks so much. Bloomberg Surveillance this morning, folks, brought to you by Interactive Brokers and CME Group. If you're looking for global futures contracts with low trading costs, look no further. Interactive Brokers is the industry leader. Learn more at interactivebrokers.com slash CME Group. Um, I was sort of stumbled there, David Wilson, because I'm looking at Retail America, it's one thing for a luxury goods type like Burberry to stumble or this, that, or other story. When when ta- Target and Walmart stumble, that's something. It's, it's, it's ugly out there. Yeah, we'll see if Walmart stumbles. Their results are out tomorrow, but Targets are out, and they are not being well-received at all. Stock's down 8.5%. Sales for the fiscal mm. first quarter trail wow. the average analyst estimate in the Bloomberg survey. Target's profit forecast for the second quarter also missed projections. Chief Executive Brian Cornell said consumer demand has become more vulnerable. As I mentioned, Walmart out with earnings tomorrow. Those shares are down 3%. We're seeing other retailers fall in the wake of Target's results as well. Costco wholesale down 2.4%. Dollar General down 2%. Both those companies due to report results next week. Was this week. what caused the market turnaround here in the last three hours, green on the screen down to red and negative 63 on the Dow right now? Certainly a big reason for it, no question. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the gain that you're seeing in lows only gets you so far. That stock up 2% in early trading. The home improvement retailer posted first quarter earnings and sales that surpassed projections and raised its profit forecast for the year. Then you've got Staples, which is bouncing around at lower levels, down just a quarter of a percent at the moment. The largest U.S. office supply retailer forecast fiscal second quarter revenue will drop from a year ago. First quarter sales at stores opened more than a year, fell more than analysts expected, though revenue and earnings beat estimates. Of course, these results coming out on the heels of the Staples failure to go ahead and buy Office Depot. you got a couple of cable stocks lower. Discovery Communications down 3%. Scripps Network Interactive down 3.5%. Both cut to sell from neutral at Citigroup. The call reflected the prospect that the online video service Hulu will start a new sports-centered version next year that omits Discovery and Scripps channels. 
And you got some takeovers uh, in the works here. One of them involving the Andersons. This is a grain and ethanol company. It's up 28%. The Andersons rejected two takeover offers from former hedge fund manager Phil Falcone's HC2 partners. Uh, the unsolicited proposals uh, disclosed after HC2 made the one second more. one public late yesterday, valued at $1.04 billion. And I'll give you InContact, which is up 54%. This is a provider of Internet-based customer service software. They accepted a nine. $140 million offer from Israel's NICE Systems, and NICE up 2.8% in U.S. trading. David Wilson, thank you so much. Greatly appreciate it. Um, on the gyrations of the moment, Wells Fargo, with the leadership of John Sylvia in economics, um, has provided a steady hand on the tiller. Eric Valoria uh, uh, works in the uh, undisciplined area of foreign exchange at Wells Fargo, uh, what do you do every day for Wells Fargo clients? Is it talking about earnings adjustments due to currency? Is it the hedge trade or is it the outright speculation of where to make money? Um, it's mostly, I, I would say, hedging. You know, a, a large uh, portion of the clients we talk to are corporate. So we look at markets on a daily basis. We look at what's driving currency movement, whether it's the fundamentals, the positioning, um, you know, to a lesser extent, the technicals as well. So there, there is a lot that goes into our, our currency forecast. Right now, probably the main drivers of currency movements is monetary policy, and, and that's been consistent throughout. Um, not monetary policy action at the moment, but monetary, poly ex, monetary policy expectations. Well, we saw uh, the dollar rise significantly into the December Fed meeting, go up a little bit after that, and then go back down again. It's gained a little bit of altitude, but you're suggesting it's it, the, the the trend is not going to continue, that uh, we are about where we're going to be? Uh, well, we think that the dollar could weaken a little bit further in the near term. Weaken. Yes, and that would be consistent with currency market behavior surrounding the initial rate hike in a Fed tightening cycle. So when we've looked at the past three Fed tightening cycles, uh, what we notice is that in the weeks and months ahead of that first initial increase, the dollar strengthens somewhere around 2 to 5%. And then in the about roughly six months following, we see weakness in the U.S. dollar. And this is looking at the Fed's major currency index. And those declines are anywhere from about 35 to 9%. Right now, the dollar is down roughly 5% from the peak there. And this is consistent with overall currency market behavior following the Fed. So the, when we read the minutes of the Fed today, we should expect the Fed officials to understand that and to not be telling us they're wringing their hands over the value of the dollar? Well, I, I would say that the dollar is probably uh, one of the lesser considerations uh, for Federal Reserve policy. You know, we know that they have a dual mandate of achieving maximum employment and price stability, and it looks like there is steady progress, at least on the labor front. Um, signs of inflation are starting to pick up a little bit. Uh, we think the Fed raises interest rates later this year, uh, once in the third quarter and then possibly again in the fourth quarter. Uh, we think that as markets adjust to the repricing of the expectations of right. the Federal Reserve that the dollar would regain its uh, strength. One thing you do well with your work at Gain and then at Wells Fargo is the bet. Where's the bet right now? Where is consensus just on all big one side of a trade? Uh, well, consensus right now is we think that the dollar, um, again, we, we think the dollar could display further corrective weakness. We would be buying dollars on dips. 
Uh, we think eventually the dollar turns around. We we would expect it to regain some, if not all, of the losses it's seen from earlier this year, um, primarily due to you know monetary policy expectations, uh, eventual resumption of Fed interest rate hikes, as well as some strengthening in, in U.S. Uh, economic data, which we started to see a little bit of recently with the economic activity, retail sales, and industrial output uh, performing well recently. What are people betting on in Europe? I mean, uh, at this point, um the numbers, the, the data aren't great, but there doesn't seem to be an expectation that the European Central Bank is coming back soon. Right, and that's because the European Central Bank is implementing past measures. So we know that they have recently adjusted their uh, quantitative easing program to include more purchases, a, a, a broadening uh, composition of purchases. We also know that the next TLTRO program uh, has yet to be implemented. So while the European Central Bank is in the process of implementing these measures, it's unlikely that they would announce any new measures uh, unless there's a significant deterioration in the inflation. Do you have fair value on your Quickly here. Um, we we would expect the euro probably should be a little bit weaker than where it is right now. Um, overall, mm-hmm. we think that it could strengthen somewhat. And you know there are other market uh, interrelated market dynamics at play, such as you know a f- euro being a funding currency tends to strengthen when there's periods of equity market volatility. Uh, but overall, we think the euro is closer to the top end of its range, and we would expect it to to weaken mm-hmm. over the medium term. Eric Valoria, Wells Fargo, uh, with us this morning. Uh, the Dow negative seventy five. The VIX. 15.83. Uh, the yield's higher. This has become important now. Even the 10-year with a lift, 1.79%. Uh, Two-cent spread widens out fractionally uh, this morning. Oil not to $50 a barrel this morning. This hour of surveillance brought to you by BMW Mount Kisco. Visit BMWMountKisco.com. Here's Michael Barr with the latest news headlines. Michael? Thank you very much, Mike. Bernie Sanders has won Oregon's Democratic presidential primary, while rival Hillary Clinton has declared victory by a razor-thin margin in Kentucky. It is still officially too close to call in the bluegrass state. Sanders is vowing to stay in the race until the end. Cybersecurity experts are warning that hackers are becoming more sophisticated. Speaking at a forum today in Washington, D.C., James Clapper, the director of national intelligence, says there are several groups that pose threats to the U.S. Criminals, hacktivists, collectives like Anonymous are all thrown in together with aggressors like North Korea and Iran and with the Russians and the Chinese who are much more sophisticated and could do real damage if they were so inclined. A U.K. opinion poll shows the biggest lead in three months for remaining in the European Union. The survey for London's Evening Standard newspaper shows 55% of those polled say the vote to stay in the 28-nation bloc when the referendum comes June 23rd. 37% back the so-called Brexit. 8% were undecided. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists, more than 150 news bureaus around the world. I'm Mike Lubar. Mike, Tom. And Michael, thanks so much. Procter & Gamble, Church & Dwight, would they make huge move in Church & Dwight, CHD, uh, this morning. It's given back Stern AG out with his terse note, P&G, Church & Dwight potential deal, unlikely. From New York, this is Bloomberg, this is Surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance is brought to you by National Realty. 30% returns on cash in rented real estate. Find them at NRIA.net.
global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by American Arbitration Association. Business disputes are inevitable. Resolve faster with the American Arbitration Association, the global leader in alternative dispute resolution for over 85 years. Learn more at ADR.org. Financial markets reawakening to the risk of the Federal Reserve expediting interest rate increases, lifting the dollar while crimping emerging markets and commodities. U.S. stocks are sliding for the fifth time in six days. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P 500 down two-tenths percent or three points to 2043. Dow Jones Industrial Average down three-tenths percent or 50 points to 17,479. And the Nasdaq up a tenth of a percent or five points to 4720. Ten-year Treasury down 930 seconds. The yield 1.80 percent. Yield on the two-year 0.84 percent. NYMEX crude oil up four-tenths percent or 17 cents to 48.48 a barrel. COMEX gold down a tenth of a percent or a dollar 40 to 1275.50 an ounce. The euro a dollar. 1273, the yen 109.54. Target down almost 10% at $66.50 a share. This after reporting quarterly sales that missed analyst estimates and it delivered a disappointing forecast. Lowe's is up 2.5%. It posted first quarter profit that beat analyst projections, reinforcing the notion that Americans are still willing to spend on their homes. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen, uh, thanks so much. Tarje, I'll put the chart out um, on Bloomberg Radio Plus. That's a good place to see it. Uh, it's down. It's ugly. It's basically back to its peak of 2007, pre-ugliness. Uh, so the bull market's given it back to the peak of 2007, 66-65 uh, per share. Nevertheless, a, a very difficult month for Target. Eric Valoria uh, with us with Wells Fargo. I'm going to rip up the script here. I want to talk philosophy first and then apply it, uh, Eric. Uh, how do you use technical analysis working for, some would say, the arch-fundamental shop of John Sylvia? If, if you start talking momentum or moving averages, does Sylvia throw his 1986 Red Sox baseball at you? Well, you know, I would say that technicals are are probably one of the uh, elements of uh, of analysis that we um, look at, but to a lesser extent than say the fundamentals, the positioning, um, you know, other intermarket relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, but technicals still do provide value in that you know when you're looking at you know overall trends or looking at you know ranges, you know, then you can get some sense as to um, you know what the overall market sentiment is doing. In addition to the positioning data, uh, and you can get a sense of you know where <clears throat> potentially the turning points could be. Okay, the turning point for Aussie was late April, rolls over strong U.S. dollar, weak Australia, and I'm going to call it well contained. I don't know if I'm loading the boat, strong U.S. weak Australia, but all of a sudden looking at the screen, and I'll put this out, folks, on Bloomberg Radio Plus. I have a lovely and beautiful, elegant chart lining up beautifully with moving averages, less beautiful with something called ADX-DMI. But it's a pretty good chart. Tell me about weak Australia. 
Well, in addition to the technicals, most of that was driven by fundamentals. So in the first quarter, we saw weaker than expected inflation data. Uh, this led the Reserve Bank of Australia to cut interest rates. Uh, there are expectations that the Reserve Bank of Australia could continue to cut interest rates later this year. So, you know, that all points to a weakening Australian dollar. And when the technicals match up with that, then it just it, it, it's a better picture <clears throat> right. overall. And so within what you just said, can you get a conviction or belief or institute a trade given how the known world is so range-bound? Uh, well, you know, with regards to the trade, we would expect the Australian dollar to remain vulnerable, especially if the Reserve Bank of Australia could ease policy further, and that is a distinct possibility, um, especially if commodity prices uh, remain contained. You know, there has been some recovery, some rebound in commodity prices. We think that's probably going to be limited uh, going further. Uh, and because of this, you know, this could then lead to some softening in, in economic fundamentals in Australia. If China continues to soften, as we've seen recently, uh, that's also going to put some downwards pressure on the Australian dollar. Uh, so overall, we would expect uh, some further weakness uh, in the Australian dollar. Uh, then, you know, bringing it back to the technicals, you know, we will look at the charts to see where's support, where's resistance. Um, and, and, and use that to uh, determine uh, potentially, you know, some points where, where we could go to. Help me, and, and there can't be a Wells Fargo discussion without the New Zealand dollar. Um, Mr. Benenbrook, who I believe your desks about each other, is the acclaimed foreign exchange strategist from down under, down under. Uh, do you guys talk about the New Zealand dollar all day, even if you don't mention it to clients? <laughs> I wouldn't say all day, but we do talk about it. And, Is it uh, true he wears all black like four out of five days? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> but, um, you know, with regards to New Zealand, we have seen some easing as well from the Reserve Bank of New Zealand uh, this year. Now, they held policy at the last meeting. Um, there is some scope for further easing there. So we think there could be some further downside in the New Zealand dollar as well, uh, maybe to a lesser extent than the Australian dollar. But if you were to look at the other side of, you know, the Australian dollar, U.S. dollar, the New Zealand dollar, U.S. dollar, currency pairs, you know, most of what's driv driving that is also the U.S. side of things and U.S. monetary policy and economic fundamentals in the U.S. So in that context, you know, Fed rate, rate hike expectations are low right now. They're rising a little bit. We think they could rise further. And if the market expectations mm -hmm. start to more closely align with what we've been hearing from Fed officials recently, saying that they could go maybe two times this year, then we would expect the dollar to regain some of the strength that it's lost uh, since the initial rate hike in December. How do you use a basket of currencies at Wells Fargo? People love to say buy these four pairs, six pairs, whatever to blend things out. Well, to uh, me that seems awfully expensive. Yeah, so so with regards to baskets, I mean we we look at the US dollar broadly, we look at the Fed's major currency index. Um, you know, the Fed has three uh, dollar indices. Um, primarily, we're looking at the major currency index uh, and its behavior ar around, you know, some of these policy moves and its behavior around some of the, some of the data and the trends. Um, you know, so with regards to that, you know, most of, most of that uh, Fed major currency index is Europe, Canada, uh, Japan, and you know that represents a large portion of of you know trade that that goes on. Eric, thank you so much. Greatly appreciate it. Eric Valoria uh, works with Mr. Stump and Mr. Sylvia over at Wells Fargo. Do you guys take down the all-black paraphernalia when John Stump shows up? <laughs> and it comes around to do, do a 
he hasn't I, I, he hasn't come <clears throat> through the office yet. So. You, you, my experience is most executive officers avoid foreign exchange like the plague. <laughs> there could be no good being done uh, within that criminal activity. Eric Valoria of Wells Fargo, thank you so much. Hope to have you back um, soon. John Tucker, we have a, 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 what, what's great is a report from people that really have a pulse. Joe Feldman over at Telsey Advisory Group just publishes on Target softer consumer trends into the next quarter. He makes it clear there's no surprise. He cites Macy's, Nordstrom, Kohl's, Gap with their slowdown. And, of course, it folds over to Target. Listen to this, John. We maintain our view that several structural initiatives at Target could fuel future improvement. They're their price targets are under review for the conference call, which happens in 33 minutes. Anything that I can get <clears throat> at Target. I can get. At Amazon. Exactly. Line. And I bring and I this don't up. have to stand in line. I've got a huge um, uh, regard for Telsey and Dana Telsey and Joe Feldman and the rest. <clears throat> I'm absolutely dumbfounded how you and I live this and others. And yet in most sell-side reports, they never mention the A-word. <laughs> In retail, I don't mean to pick on Joe, but but it's as if Amazon doesn't exist within the quick analysis and the very professional analysis that you see from some of these people. And I would suggest that, uh, particularly in my area where there is a target, that they're really targeting that area, so to speak. Amazon Amazon is targeting, no pun intended. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a free fall, folks. It, it's a uh, sixty-six, seventy-three down. Uh, I, I don't have a percentage in front of me, but it's it's about eleven percent. I'm eyeballing. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm gasping, uh, gasping here. From the top, April twenty, uh, it's only its own little bear market down twenty-one percent in the top on target, and it's back now, breaching lows of January as well. And then comes that question: Is that cyclical, or is it something else, or what? With the retailing. I think most of our listeners would say it's the A word because, you know, one of the new, you know, homeowners policies at Nationwide is tripping over the Amazon boxes. It's like on your liability <laughs> I'm coverage. Me. I don't know where they come. I didn't order them, but I noticed that my credit card bill is going up. And yes. Kids are, kids are a lot of happy. And if your kids also <laughs> discovered Amazon movies, you're looking. I'm uh, like, did, did, well, hopefully did, they're not listening. So. Yeah, no. but, but you get these little $3. Six dollar love notes that add up. I should have caught on when Bailey asked me, Dad, what's the security code on your credit card? <laughs> yeah, what's that for? The three digit thing on the back. <laughs> that is the kiss of death. John Tucker with us as we look at, uh, uh, Target. Joseph Feldman, thank you so much for sending along that report with Telsey Advisor Group and Mr. Feldman, and I'm sure his colleague in crime, Dana Telsey, will look towards that Target press conference. Bloomberg will cover that. Uh, in detail, look for our coverage through the morning and into the afternoon on a most tough retail section. Uh, the Dow, negative 32. The VIX, 15.73. The yield higher, now by a full five basis points, 1.82%. That's been the shift of the week so far. Higher yields, dollar churning in the market. We are produced by YUN. Ken Fellio, our global technical director. It's Bloomberg Surveillance.